When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Friday, May 19th, kicking it off with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Our sour note is the IL placements, and we'll kick it off with the catcher for the Giants, Joey Bart, being placed on the 10-day IL with a grade one left groin strain. He's been able to cut back big time on the strikeouts this year, but his bat has never really come alive so far. So it's unfortunate that he'll hit the IL with an injury. Blake Sable, a Rule 5 draft pick who's actually been quietly good this year, will be the everyday catcher in Bart's absence. He's batted 280 with five homers, two steals, and a 120 WRC plus across 100 plate appearances. Catcher Patrick Bailey was promoted to be the backup to Sable. In the meantime, he's the number 13 pick in the 2020 draft. Don't get too hyped because his role will be pretty limited and he's batted just 216 with a 63 WRC plus in AAA so far this year. The Giants also placed swingman Ross Stripling on the 15-day IL with a lower back strain. There's no structural damage here, so he should be back soon and this likely doesn't have a massive effect on the pitching staff anyway, considering Stripling's hybrid role. Elsewhere in the Bay Area, closing pitcher Zach Jackson was placed on the 15-day IL with right flexor tendon strain. The nature of the injury suggests Jackson is due for an extended absence. Unfortunately, the A's have really taken countless numbers of hits to their bullpen in the first two months with Trevor May going down, Domingo Acevedo, Juris Familia, just basically anybody that is closed there. And now we're looking at one of the most unfortunate closer committees I've ever seen. Looks like it's going to be shared between Austin Pruitt, Garrett Acton, Richard Lovelady, and Sam Mole. But I'd really like to see Shintaro Fujinami step up and secure this role to really make up for his struggles in the rotation earlier this year. Elsewhere, outfielder Cody Bellinger was placed on the 10-day IL with a left knee contusion. This should be a short stay, and outfielder Mike Talkman had his contract selected to help in the outfield. And the last IL placement was a big one. Third baseman Manny Machado was placed on the 10-day IL with a left-hand fracture. There's no official timetable for his return right now. The team expects the fracture not to keep him out for too long, but we probably won't see him for at least a couple of weeks. Maybe the time off will help him get back on track as he's really struggled so far this year. But while he's gone, Haseon Kim will fill in at the hot corner. In terms of transactions, second baseman Nico Horner was activated from the 10-day IL. He had missed the minimum amount of time with a strained left hamstring and will return to leading off every day and playing second base. The team also designated for assignment first baseman Eric Hosmer in a move that has been long awaited. The team also recalled first baseman Edwin Rios and option reliever Keegan Thompson. Another big second baseman returning from the IL was, well, big is, is a choice word there, uh, 
was Jose Altuve. He was activated from the 10-day IL, and he made his season debut on Friday after being out for the first two months of the season with a fractured right thumb. He will also get back to leading off every single day at the keystone position, and it's great to have one of the game's best hitters back on the field. Elsewhere, starting pitcher Carlos Carrasco was activated from the 15-day IL. He made his return versus the Guardians in Queens, and it did not go very well. He tossed five innings, allowing five hits, five run runs, two walks, and three strikeouts, but his rotation spot is secure regardless. The team also recalled Gary Sanchez to be the backup to the current catcher, Francisco Alvarez, so it's cool to see Gary back in the major leagues after a short stint in the minors. Now for our news, starting pitcher Wade Miley is expected to miss six to eight weeks with a strained posterior serratus muscle. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound great. And lastly, starting pitcher Jacob deGrom threw 25 pitches off a mound on Friday, and he said he felt good, and this means he's working his way back and that he could make his return in the next couple to few weeks or so, which is great. Jacob deGrom is great for the game of baseball, and it's always a very disappointing time when he is not pitching, so I'm excited to see him back soon. Now for our notable performances from around the league on Friday, a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games. We'll lead it off with our hitters as Rafael Devers had a huge day on Friday blasting two home runs, going two for four, scoring twice, and knocking in four runs. He's up to 13 home runs on the year with 44 RBI. His second home run traveled 109.4 miles per hour off the bat and traveled 435 feet, which was the longest batted ball of the day on Friday. He also topped the exit velocity leaderboard with a 112.9 mile per hour line out at another point in the game, and he currently only trails Adelise Garcia in those previously mentioned home run and RBI totals in the American League, and really Devers has been one of the most consistent hitters for the last few years in baseball and it does not look like that's changing this year he's batting cleanup in an underrated boston lineup which should also pay dividends for the foreseeable future akil badu helped the tigers eke out a win versus the nationals going two for four with a run a home run four RBI, a walk, and a steal. That was his first home run of the year, and it traveled 412 feet. He was the only player on Friday to record a combo meal, swiping a bag and knocking out a home run. And to be honest, I'd love to see Badu get back to that 13-18-110 WRC Plus season he put up in 2021, but Badu is currently platooning in the bottom half of a terrible Tigers lineup, which is just about the worst place he could possibly be, and his stat cast metrics don't really suggest anything is on the way either, but this is a good start to get him back on track. And lastly, Josh Naylor did all he could for the Guardians, but they still lost versus the Mets. He went three for four with a run, a home run, and five RBIs. It was his seventh home run of the year, and it traveled 105.8 miles per hour off the bat. His full season numbers may be underwhelming so far. He's batting just 233 with a 707 OPS, but he's overcome a slow start and has been on fire in the past couple of weeks. He has four homers and 10 RBI in just his last five games after entering that stretch with a sub-200 average and just a trio of dingers. StatCast suggests he's been one of the league's biggest under performers. He's been super unlucky this year and he currently has career highs in barrel rate, hard hit rate, and average exit velocity. He's also hitting the ball in the air more than ever. A beautiful recipe for future success and if he's still out there, pick up Naylor before it's too late. But if you'd like a rundown of all the top hitting performances from Friday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the mound and talk about the notable starting pitching performances, leading off with Michael Kopech, who went off versus the Royals for the win. There have been few good starts out of Kopech this year and this 
this is the pinnacle of his success recently. He earned the dub, tossing eight scoreless innings, allowing just one hit with 10 strikeouts and no walks. He had 20 whiffs and a 39% CSW across 98 pitches. This was just the third double-digit strikeout game of his career. The last time that happened was in August of last year, and really it's always because of the fastball. His fastball was up to 96.5 miles per hour in this one and even hit 99 miles per hour on the gun. That pitch racked up 15 whiffs and a 42% CSW and yeah, like I said, it's really all relies on that pitch. When he was coming up through the minors, his biggest weapon was that fastball, but it has really let him down and been underwhelming and inconsistent the past couple of years. And when he has velocity, he's good. And when he doesn't, he has to rely on his secondaries, which aren't as good as that fastball when it's at its peak. The outing finally got his ERA under five after a dreadful start this season. So you can tell that this was a really big step for him, but we're going to need to see him maintain this for a longer period before I have a lot more confidence in him. But let's hope that Kopech's velocity is maintained in his next start in Cleveland. Elsewhere, Reed Detmers also went off with a double-digit strikeout game versus the Twins. He took home the no decision, but it was to no fault of his own. He tossed five and two-thirds innings, allowing two hits, three earned runs, and three walks, but he struck out 12 batters with 24 whiffs and a 39% CSW across 105 pitches. That earned him the golden goal on the day, a gallows pole for the most whiffs in baseball, and the King Cole for the highest CSW rate. This is the start we've been waiting for from Detmers all year. He's been pretty up and down throughout the year, but this was the one that we've been waiting for, the big breakout. He really leaned on his slider more than any other pitch in this one with 17 whiffs and a 47% CSW on the slide piece. That was the pitch last year that required a midseason demotion so that he could figure things out even after the no-hitter, and if he's finally got a sustained feel for that pitch, he might finally be able to take off in the next few starts because that sort of makes or breaks his whole repertoire. The fastball and the curveball really need the slider to be there and dominate like it can to facilitate future success. But Detmers will have an easy matchup against Marlins next time to test out the theory that that slider is actually back and that he has a great feel for it. And lastly, on a negative note, Zach Gallen in Pittsburgh took home the loss, tossing three and two-thirds innings, allowing eight hits and five earned run with four walks and two strikeouts. He had just seven whiffs and a 21% CSW. Obviously, Pittsburgh is no longer the pushover lineup it has been in recent years, but a regression start was bound to hit Gallon at some point, and it was just a matter of when. Even after the blow-up, his numbers still look great. He's got a 2.95 ERA and a 1 whip with 11 more strikeouts and innings pitched. He didn't really have a good feel for his secondaries in this one, and that's very important to his success on the mound, but let's see if Gallon can get back on track in his next matchup in Philly. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Friday, make sure to give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen, and go check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and check out pitchers that got saves and relievers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. Starting off with Tyler Rogers, who got a save as Camilo Duvall is resting following pitching on three consecutive days earlier this week. Josh Winkowski also got a save. The three-inning variety, which is always very rare. Pete Fairbanks got a save. Great to see him back, and it's so surprising to see the Rays turning to a strict closer role throughout the whole season. Alex Lang also got a save. He's been very great this year. Kendall Graven got a save, which could be one of the last one he gets before Liam Hendricks returns and Carlos Estevez got one as well. Now for the closers that pitched elsewhere, Ryan Presley was part of a large contingent on Friday that warmed up for a save situation but got it stolen by their offense. Emmanuel Classe was not part of that. He blew a save and took home the loss. 
allowing a walk-off to the Mets. Very unfortunate. Despite having his cutter velocity back, he was just not able to miss any bats. David Robertson pitched in that game as well, and he pitched in a tie game in the ninth inning. Craig Kimbrell also pitched, and it was a very weird game because Ranger Suarez got pulled early, so they sort of turned into a bullpen game, and they sort of had to rely on basically everybody there. So Kimbrell threw an inning, and he struck out the side, which was good to see. Felix Bautista and Rysel Iglesias also pitched, but they were part of that previously mentioned contingent of guys that got their saves stolen by their offense. But if you'd like a rundown of all the bullpen work from Friday, make sure to check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. But before we look forward to today, we're going to take a quick break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll send it over to the wonderful Mark Paquette with the weather. Thanks, Jake. Well, we got some major problems along the East Coast, and the two games that are going to be most affected are the Mets and the Phillies. They may have a tough time getting these games in. We'll have to pay attention to that. But besides that, there's no other games to be really concerned about. So there's some good news on top of the bad news for the Phillies and Mets. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Mark. Now we'll look forward to Saturday, May 20th. We'll have another full slate of 15 games. And first off, we'll look at our matchups of the day on the mound. I like Charlie Morton versus Logan Gilbert, sort of the old versus the new of just solid guys, and that should be fun. But I'll give a bonus one here. Grayson Rodriguez versus Alec Manoa should be really fun. We've got redemption arcs for both of them. Grayrod has been struggling, but he's got all the talent in the world, and Manoa's looking to recover the form that made him a AL Cy Young Award finalist last year. As for our probable starters, we have 10 pitchers in the auto start tiers we've got ace day on saturday that includes both charlie morton and logan gilbert but also includes max scherzer versus the guardians logan webb versus the marlins and aaron nola versus the cubs in the probably start tier we have seven more pitchers and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in braxton garrett at san francisco he's got a great slider and the giants aren't the most dangerous lineup so he could definitely carve them up a little bit i'd also keep an eye out for a couple of young starters in louis varland in anaheim and brandon fought in Pittsburgh. Varland's got a great repertoire and fought finally had a successful start in his last time out. So they may not still be on the wire, but those are a couple of solid options. In terms of hitters, I would suggest White Sox batters versus Jordan Lyles in Kansas City. The guy is 0-7 with a 7.14 ERA, and I can tell you that is not good. Jake Berger for the White Sox has been on absolute fire, and he's pretty underrated, and both Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn have crushed Jordan Lyles in small samples as well. In terms of relievers, 
Rivers to watch. Emmanuel Classe has gone back-to-back days and just blew a save, so I think Trevor Steffen will probably get the save there. He's been the one to fill in for vulture saves throughout this year. Carlos Estevez for the Angels has pitched on consecutive days, but so has setup man Matt Moore, so honestly, your best is as good as mine, but maybe Chris Davinsky vultures a save. And lastly, David Robertson has pitched in three straight games, but setup man Adam Adovino has done the same, going in three of the last four. So I think the lefty Brooks Raley could probably get a shot at a save, but that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord to interact with PitcherList staff like myself and members of the community and to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.